Hey everybody, I'm your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode 169 of the Creator Smarts Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about 48 ways to grow your creator course business. This is the Creator Smarts Podcast, the number one podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following to build a smart and future-proof education business. I'm your host, Jan. All right, so 48 ways to grow your course business. And the question that I always get is, Jan, how do I grow my course business, right? And this is also the question that I ask myself whenever I'm managing the portfolios of, uh, whenever I'm managing our portfolio of course businesses. Um, And, you know, as always, there are many ways to grow your course business. And the easiest way is to send more traffic, right? So to just simply grow your grow your following send more traffic to your courses and then more people will buy right but that one is a bit obvious um although it probably is the most important one it's where you have the most leverage we are focusing um on the other side of the bridge right so not we're not going to talk about traffic but we're going to talk about how to get the traffic to your websites to your website how to get more leads right so that's the first part then we're going to talk about conversion, right? So you got traffic from your social media platforms to your hub, whatever that is. Let's say your website where you have your courses, right? Um, or your mailing list. Now, how are you going to convert them? So that's the second part. Then eventually we're going to talk about how you can in- increase your average customer value, right? So customer went from social to your hub they bought your course now how can you increase the value of that customer how can you get them to buy more right and then by the end of this episode i'm going to show you some um have a few advanced strategies as well to grow your course business by the way 48 tips I think there's going to be a long episode. I will walk through the 48 tips quite quickly. Um, But very important, in the show notes, you can actually find a secret link to uh, uh, a Google Sheet where I have listed out all these 48 48 steps, right? So make sure to check that out. Um, Yeah, if you guys are ready, then let's get started, right? Number one, if you have a website should have one if you do have a website you should have a pop-up on that website and i know that many people think that pop-ups are annoying right going to somebody's website is this annoying pop-up but the thing is they work like we collect the most amount of website leads by far from the pop-up on the home page you only show it once to a user or once every few months is actually a setting you can change that setting but it's really important to have one because most of your leads will be coming from there um then secondly we're still talking about your website right so you should have an email opt-in form above the fold right so the main goal the thing that we want to do is like the most yeah the, the main goal is to convert 
traffic into leads right so you want your users to give your email address now of course this depends if you sell cheap courses let's say $27 you you know you do not really need an email address you can just sell the course straight off straight of the website um, but if you're selling courses for let's say you know starting from a hundred dollars ideally we want to get our email address first because people need to be educated before they buy a $100 digital product. Email marketing is still king, yes, um, still even in 2023, although um, rather big percentage of people also buy more expensive courses straight off the website, I would say 30 to 50%. But yeah, 50%, 50 to 80% um, still buys via email right so email capture most important thing that's why we want to have an email opt-in form above the fold right so you know what a fold is it's like <laughs> it means that it should be on the uh like this the screen that people see when they go to your website all the way on top of your website right if you have a blog section make sure to also have an email opt-in form on the blog right and then you want to use single opt-in versus double opt-in um if you've worked with email software, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, a double opt-in is basically, you know, when somebody gives you their email address, you first send them a confirmation email, and then they first need to go to to their mailbox to click on that button to confirm their email. But the thing is, nowadays, um, you know, the internet is a busy world. People sign up for something, they forget to click on the button. And then they're never going to receive any communication for you anymore. So what we do instead is we just go for the single opt-in and then we clean our list like every every three months. We basically delete all leads, all email addresses that have been on the list for over 90 days but haven't opened any email for the last 90 days. Um, that's how we keep the email list clean, right? So those were tip one until four. Then tip number five, and this is a tip that we can apply on the opt-in page or a squeeze page and that says it should be a strong headline right so people are not going to give you not just going to give you that email address you need to give them a big promise you need to well to give them something in return you can do that by having a, a strong headline so um you know when we're talking about fitness for example let's say you're giving away a habit tracker right you don't say give my email or give your email i will send you my habit tracker now you need to make it really clear what the benefits are right so get my habit tracker and never miss another workout or get my habit tracker finally achieve a healthy a healthy lifestyle something like that something that expresses the benefit um or curiosity there are multiple ways to come up with a good headline just google it if you need some uh some more inspiration um, you also want to have a strong visual right it makes it more tangible because we're still you know we're selling digital products when people go to a shop and they buy a pound of apples like you do not really need to educate them they know what they're gonna get right um, they don't know that when they're signing up for a freebie on your website so Make sure to hire a designer, create a good visual, you know, something that shows the value and that increases the conversion rate on that opt-in page. And as a result, you will have more leads, you will make more sales. Tip number seven, actually I already mentioned that. 
that should be a clear benefit. So it can be in a headline, but it should be a if it's not in a headline, if your headline focuses focuses on something else, then um, yeah, make mention the benefits in like the uh, the, the the subtext. You can also add to add testimonials, right? So maybe you have old students or old students, as to say, yeah, alumni, or just you know people who have signed up for your lead magnet in the past and they really liked it then you can embed those testimonials on the email opt-in page and that will help your conversion rate increase now for those of you who do youtube probably most of you know a few important things here there should be a link to your website course or landing page on your youtube homepage. Yeah, I see some course creators sometimes really successful and they do not really they don't have that you know sometimes make it as easy as possible for the user to go and find your courses sometimes when I do audits I have a hard time finding somebody's courses um, you want to make it easy as possible so also include it on the um, the YouTube homepage then you want to regularly at CTAs calls to action in your pinned comments all right so pinned comments the, the thing is if you put a link in the description people are often not going to see it right unless they click on that read more button but pinned comments stand out more especially on mobile so do that every one every, every now and then you can even do it in uh, in every video regular CTAs in pinned comments and also regular CTAs in community tab and this is actually um, this is a very powerful one so if you know on YouTube you have the community tab post something there you know and you can rotate CTA so um, you know you can post something in your community tab whenever you're gonna do uh, like a course launch you're launching something new maybe it's a Black Friday promotion um, maybe you've created a new lead magnet just important to every now and then post something in a community tab I've seen people posting in their community tab every single day I think there is no there is no maximum amount of posts I think as long as your posts are interesting high quality and are valuable I think you can post every day but um, yeah I would really suggest to at least post something there once every two weeks maybe even once every week right that was tip 11 number 12 regular shout outs in videos if you sponsor other companies then why not sponsor your own course business right so once every now and then maybe once per month or maybe in every single video promote your courses or promote them indirectly by promoting your lead magnets for example maybe you have a quiz maybe you give away a habit tracker maybe it's a free trial maybe it's a seven day seven day free bootcamp which we uh, launched earlier this week with three smart languages mention it in your in your videos and um, yeah you will get more traffic to your website now, for those doing TikTok, Instagram, and other platforms, step number 13, we want to have a link in bio, right? Use the link in bio software, um, Linktree, I think it's even free. Uh, 
um, they have a free plan, which is pretty good. I'm not even sure if we are paying. Yeah, we are probably paying, but it's pretty. Just start with a free plan. Um, you know, link in bio, so and then give people a few options, right? So option number one, check out my, go to my website. Option number two, sorry, option number one can be go to go to the website, check out my courses. Um, number two, sign up for my newsletter. Number three, book a coaching call with me. Whatever you have to offer, right? Um, just make sure to to send people to do something with that traffic. You can also add CTAs in your content there, right? So in short form content at the end of the short, let's say in the short you're giving seven tips to whatever, weight loss, right? By the end you can say, want to learn more? Go to this go to this page, right? And then just show the URL. Pinned comments do not really make sense for short form content. It's, it's more difficult to use sh- shorts um, for lead gen because people are not, yeah, they cannot really click on a link and the pinned comment doesn't really show. People do not click on the description. So you need to show the URL in the content. Right, that was tip number 14. The last one for this section, we're still talking about lead generation, right? Of course, you can use your own traffic to your existing traffic sources to get more leads. You can also work with affiliates, right? Um, Make a list, you know, the Dream 100 that Russell Brunson talks about, which make a list with all the people you know who have your ideal customer avatar. Build relationships with them, interview them on your podcast, co-create videos with them, go to similar events, join networking events. You know, we run the inner circle. Um, We have lots of members who teach languages online. And uh, yeah, people get to know each other, share tips, build relationships. Now, once you have relationships, you can ask them, hey, um, I see that you have this, see that you have this audience. I see that you have lots of beginners. Um, but I see that you don't have a beginner course. You know what? I actually do have a really good beginner course. Are you interested in affiliating? Right? So they they can then go and promote their courses for you, give them a 50% commission. And I think the key when doing affiliate marketing is to really make it as easy as possible for that person to help them promote your products meaning you might even help them set up an email sequence, right? So you can write so-called swipe copy that they can then go uh, and use as like email templates so that they can very easily write an email or just an existing template and um, send out an email to the list. Ideally, they set up a sequence that promotes your courses on Evergreen, right? Just something to keep in mind. You can also grow your business through affiliate marketing all right so these were the first 15 tips let's move on so in this section we're going to talk about conversion all right so what can we do to convert to convert more leads into sales tip number 16 email marketing make sure that you have a welcome sequence with a good product pitch Right, so a welcome sequence is that as soon as somebody signs up, you put them in a 
a sequence. Usually it's like a five, seven, eight day sequence where every day they receive a useful email from you. No, this is not spam. It's an email that's informative, fun to read, entertaining, where you build a relationship with your audience in a more intimate way, right? So they have already watched all your videos, but now you're talking to them directly in their mailbox. If you have a personal brand, ideally you keep these emails, you make them very personal, right? So you can talk about, you can share stories, like you can talk about how you found out about, you know, when you had your epiphany, uh, your epiphany moment into whatever you, in, in whatever that you are teaching, right? So for example, if you're teaching now, let me come up with an example <laughs> off the top of my mind. Um, you're you're teaching. What are you teaching? I, I can give one that I use, like that I wrote many years ago, right? So, um, a few years ago, I ran a company called Language Boost, still out there, and we taught people how to learn foreign languages. And I had always been very, I had always been very bad at learning foreign languages at school, um, and. But in 2009, I got the opportunity to go to China and spend five months there, first time. And I fell in love with a Chinese girl who didn't speak any English. I was learning Chinese or I was studying Chinese at university there. And um, I started using my Chinese on the streets, right? So every time I learn a new word, I would just go on the streets and use it. Because... Well, in most places in China, people don't speak English, right? Not in the town where I was. And I would do that for five months. And after five months, my Chinese was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was fluent, but, you know, I could I could hold simple conversations. I could navigate around town. I could do all those things. And I could talk to my girlfriend, right? And then after five months, of course, I had to go back. I had to go back to Europe and I uh, had to say goodbye. So my first email in that sequence talks about... Uh, I talk about the experience, like the subject line is something like, I I was crying. And the email starts with something like, it was pouring rain, Saturday evening, 2 a.m., Saturday night, 2 a.m. Um, yeah, I was walking through the pouring rain, I was crying, I thought I would never see her again. Right, and then people are reading their emails like, what? Well, first of all, they're opening the email because of the subject line, right? provokes an emotion and then there is that hook like i thought that we'd never see her again it was raining and people are thinking like oh where 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 is he at right so that's do that's how you catch their attention and then you back up the story right so then i'm giving them the context well i just spent five years in china blah 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 and then later on in the email sequence i talk about my epiphany moment and that's um that was that's Becoming successful at learning a language has nothing to do with talent. It has to do, it also, I mean, it has to do with how much you study. But what's way more important is that you actually practice and implement the thing that you're studying, the thing that you're learning. It's actually the same thing for everything, right? Not not just for languages, also for um, fitness, building an online business, it's all about implementation, right? So that was kind of my epiphany moment. And in the email sequence, in a welcome sequence, I take people on that journey. So in email, in email number one, I deliver the lead magnet, say, hey, I set the stage, right? Say, hey, 
here's what you're going to get over the next few days this is what you can expect from me day number two i start with high drama share a story build that relationship and email number three talk about that epiphany moment then email number four introduce the product talk about extra benefits just look up the uh, soap opera sequence from russell brunson that's basically what i've been following here that's just one way to do it right if you don't have that creativity if you really don't know what to come up with then um just send out useful emails that demonstrate the value of of your course and then by the end of the course by the end of the sequence you want to have a product pitch right so um it brings us to tip number 17 in that page you need to have some kind of urgency and scarcity right so a form of urgency could be sign up today because tomorrow we're going to start a new cohort right or example of scarcity could be sign up for my course because there's only 10 people left or 10 spots left um you could say sign up today because if you sign up today you're going to get all these bonuses and they will expire tomorrow you could say that the price go goes up and you know there is software like um like deadline funnel for example that actually tracks your lead and does increase the price by the end of the sequence right so you're not creating any fake scarcity it's actually a real um, so make sure to have a product pitch at the end of your welcome sequence and have some kind of urgency or scarcity. And this email sequence, by the way, it's evergreen, right? So it runs 24-7. And if you have that pipeline, yeah, then you, you basically, you don't need to do any new product launches. You don't need to do any one-on-one -on -one selling. The money comes in on autopilot. Of course, you always need to make sure, you always need to, you know, work in your traffic, make sure that you have new leads and you can always optimize the funnel, increase conversion rates, create more products. We'll talk about that later. Tip number 18, you want to do a non-buyer survey. So let's say they go through that sequence, they don't buy. Then you want to you want to know why, why they don't buy. Maybe the product doesn't solve their problem. Maybe it's the price point. Maybe they're willing to pay the price, but they actually don't want to pay the money all at once. So you want to offer a payment plan. Maybe the benefits were not clear enough. Maybe they don't trust that it works. So you need to add more testimonials to your sales page or use other ways to prove why your product works. There's all these objections, right? And we are selling over over email. We are not sitting on the table, sitting at the table with, with our potential customers, right? So we need to start a conversation to identify what the objections are so that we can, can improve our messaging and our products. It's not just the messaging. Tip number 19. Make your courses available on your website. I remember back in the day, when I was a little kid, no. Like seven, eight years ago, when I started taking online marketing seriously, it was common to not sell your courses on your website. You only you only offer your courses to people who have showed enough interest, who have given their email address, so that you keep your website clean and you only sell to 
customers or leads who want the most engaged, right? I think nowadays the world has changed. I think people are used to buying online courses. You know, I remember from that, I remember that with some of the businesses that I, I used to work with, like from one day, like when we made courses available on the website directly, um, monthly revenue grew by like 20 to even 30%. It was that simple. We just added a, an extra section in the, um, an extra button in the, in the header, in the menu, where we set courses and when people click on that we just showed them the course it was as simple as that like we did it in 10 minutes and it increased the, the uh, overall revenue with like 20 percent which is pretty crazy so make sure to have courses available on your website some people might say that you know if you only sell high ticket stuff or if you run cohort based courses for example um then you cannot do that but at least you can have a waiting list you know, in case you have uh, cohort-based courses, if you do high-ticket stuff that you do really that you don't want to offer on the website, I don't know. I think, I think nowadays we just always offer courses on the website. Also, make bundles available, right? Some people's this is tip number twenty. Some people have been following you for for so long, and they see that they clearly see the value. They have a lot of money to spend and they want to spend as much money as possible so for those people you need to have bundles right sales page okay so in this in this part i'm going to talk about what makes a good sales page i will walk you through this you know through the next 10 tips quite quickly so here are a few tips on how to increase your the conversion rate on your sales page right 21 you need to have a strong headline again not just the name of the product no make sure make sure to mention like what is the big unique promise of your course like what is the what what's gonna catch their attention you know and a good example of this is um so again like for street smart languages if we look at ari's Shama's YouTube channel. Uh, he he goes to Chinatown, like a white guy. He goes to Chinatown, starts speaking Chinese. All the people are surprised. He gets all these reactions. Um, he builds all these relationships. He has fun with the people there. So people who want to buy a language course, a Chinese course from Ari, they want to use it on the street, right? So we came with a very uh, specific offer. Learn to speak Chinese on the streets within 30 days right and I like the sub header is something like um, break the ice break the ice with how do we say break the ice with with native speakers from all over the world and build unique relationships like that's exactly the reason why people like Aries stuff so much right and we found this out after running lots of surveys so we embedded all of that in the headline and in the sub headline and it's also a very unique value proposition. Like if you want to learn Chinese on the streets, for that reason, then really the only place to go is to buy the Street Smart Chinese course. Right, so you want to create something that's on brand, it has a very specific offer, a very specific promise, because then they cannot compare your course to your competitors' courses, because it's just so unique, right? And as a result of that, you can also increase your prices, but that's another thing.
Then on your website, tip number two, 22, uh, on the sales page, you want to have a problem section, right? So people are only, a group of people is only going to buy from you when they see that you understand that problem, that you understand that problem better than they understand that problem, right? It's like that feeling that, maybe you've ever had that feeling that you're listening to somebody on a podcast, you're reading a sales page or and then you're just thinking, okay, this guy, he, he just gets it. He just gets it. Whatever he has to offer, I'm going to buy because he understands the problem, right? That's what business is. Solving problems, right? So state the problem first. And then this is step number 23 at the solution section, right? Or rather introduction to the solution. Okay, now the, the reader understands that you understand the problem. Now show them that you understand why this problem exists right and what needs to be done to solve this problem you're not offering a solution yet just make an introduction to the solution right so you want to learn you want to learn chinese chinese is really difficult there's all these tones right um all words are completely dif different than in english So how do you how do you solve that problem? Well, you start learning the most important words first. And as you know, it's not just about what you learn, it's also about actually you know, activating the things that you learn by using what you learn straight after you've learned it. And then people are like, "Oh, that's an interesting concept." Then you say, "Hey, this is me." Social proof, right? So this is a section about yourself. Um, you explain why people should listen to you. Hey, this is me. I face the same problem. I managed to fix it. Many people bought my courses. They got all these results. Five million followers on YouTube. Blah, 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 blah. Social proof features in all these uh, media outlets. Um, I was aware of this problem. I found a solution, that's why I created this course, right? That's why I created this system. And then you describe your system. And again, we want to... I think it's really important to have a system because that's, again, that's what makes your course unique, right? One question people ask before buying a course is, why should I buy this course? Why is it better than all the other ones? And... The answer is, it's not necessarily better, but your course does one thing very well, better than all the other courses, and you do that with a system. Right, so what is a system? Like the three pillars of my blah, 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 blah method, right? Um, I want to include some visuals as well. Pillar number one, have an icon for that. Pillar number two, have an icon for that. Okay, next, bonuses. Now, how to create a good bonus? There are, there are multiple ways to do this. I will just share uh, a few ways that you know I can think of now. Um, now, let's say you're learning Italian, right? Or you're selling a course for Italian learners. Then one thing that you can do is offer them something that they need after they finish your course, right? So... By the end of the course, they're going to be able to hold simple conversations in Italian. 
and then they want to go to Italy and uh, only speak Italian and not be that annoying American tourist, right? <laughs> English-speaking tourist. Um, so then a bonus could be that you give them like a guide, a travel guide with like 25 hidden spots where tourists don't come in Italy for an authentic Italian experience. Something like that, right? Um, a bonus usually is also something like some element or some feature of your course that doesn't really stand out in that that doesn't really stand out but actually that is very appealing if you present it as a bonus offer you see what i mean like when you buy a course you often see like a list of all the things that you can get right and like this italian thing it doesn't really it doesn't really stand out you know, they're getting videos, they're getting PDFs, they're getting flashcards, they're getting all the quizzes, they're getting everything, and then, and then this this guidebook is just another thing. But if you actually present it differently, right? So you say, okay, the core offer is all about reaching a conversational level in Italian. Like it's one thing. That's why people buy. That's what they want. But then on top of that, you give them, you give them something else. You give them this. Um, you give them this guide so you clearly present it as the next step and that way it actually looks more valuable all the kinds of bonuses are things that speed up the students results right so it can be like it can be accountability or like a coaching session with with you um it can be templates it can be so many things i would say just ask just just go to google also look up what you what your competitors do but those are yeah those are just a few examples right so a, a good bonus should speed up students results uh, or it solves the next problem testimonials i think this is a really important one um you know, if you look at, most people are only going to buy a course if they know that nobody wants to be first. That's the thing, right? So when they go to your sales page, you want to see that all the students have already gone through the course and got results. Um, if you don't have any testimonials yet, if you're just launching something for the first time, then start with a group of beta users, right? So you say... Full price is $150, but this is the very first time we're launching it. So we're actually looking for 20 students, 20 beta testers. Um, you're getting 50% off, but by the end, but in exchange, we will ask you for a review by the end of the course, right? You ask them for reviews. And if it's any good, if the course is any good, you can share some of those reviews as testimonials on your sales page, right? Uh, you also want to want to embed urgency and scarcity and scarcity on your sales page, right? So earlier on, I mentioned that this is something that you should mention in your uh, welcome sequence. You also want to do that on your sales page. So if you're running a promotion, for example, clearly state when the deadline is for that promotion. Maybe even have a countdown timer. Um, if you're launching, if there are limited spots, uh, mention that there are only 10 spots 
Now you should have a strong offer. I mean, all these things, right, are part of the like having a good bonuses, having good bonuses, having a good name, a good headline. It's all part of having a good offer. Make sure that the benefits are clear, right? Remember, people are buying benefits, not features. Create a product that people actually want. <laughs> Right, it's all part of having a strong offer. Tip, tip number 13, uh, sorry, 30 is to have a FAQ, frequently asked question on the website, um, usually on the bottom of your sales page. Otherwise, people need to send you an email, and most people just don't want to do that, right? So answer the questions for them on the sales page. Add strong visuals. I don't think design is the most important thing. Like, people usually buy through words not through fancy designs of course it also depends on what you are selling to whom you are selling i think that branding just makes your whole business look more more solid more legit um but it is important to have strong visuals like at the very least like a mock-up right of everything they're gonna get because just before they buy that buy button, they want to know what exactly am I going to get. You can list it out, but adding a visual there helps. Having a super fancy fills page also helps, but I think it's less important than most people think. And then, of course, the overall quality of your sales copy. If you've never studied copywriting, read a book on copywriting. Um... You know, or at least a few blog posts and try to follow the structure of um, a sales page that's well-written copy-wise. Um, you can always hire a copywriter to review your copy, but the overall quality of your sales copy is going to be is going to be very important. If you're even if you're not experienced again, I think the, like the least you can do is to follow the structure of a well-written sales page and you can just you can just google that stick to that the more you do this the more copy you write um, the more feedback you get from good copywriters the better the better your sales copy and the higher your conversion rates i think writing writing well the power of writing well is still underestimated i think like when i look at my job um so much like I've learned to become a better writer. I think it's nowadays is probably one of the most important skills that I use for everything that I do. Um, you know, whenever I'm doing call to outreach, which I do quite a bit, like writing an email, writing an invitation, writing a sales page, writing a proposal, um, all of that is a form of copywriting, right? I think everybody who does online business needs to know at least at least need to have at least some copywriting skills tip number 33 make sure to have testimonials on your checkout page right so they went to your sales page they like your product they click on buy and then they need to give their credit card details ah friction right Ooh, do i really want to do this it's an expensive product so what can you do to take away that friction add testimonials not just on the sales page also on the checkout page also add an overview there of everything they will get right again they're gonna give you money they want to see what they're gonna get in return 
so two things that you can do on a checkout page you know sometimes people add images that, you know things that say like 100% safe checkout that kind of thing um, and then tip number 35 after the customer has purchased you want to do a buyer survey and the reason is because if you understand your buyers and you know what makes them buy you can do more of that right you can also identify different segments of buyers maybe there's a segment of buyers that's actually maybe there's a 2080 there right so maybe now you're trying to sell to two different kinds of avatars but actually you notice that 80% of purchases 80% of sales come only from one avatar that's actually willing to spend more money on your product if you build something better for them maybe that's a group a segment that you can double down on right you want to have that information you can just do this on the um, on the thank you page right so after they buy say okay now go here and here um, you will receive an email with login all that stuff and then there's like three questions that you can ask them um, three or four questions should it be too long you know examples of questions can be like why do you decide to buy today right or why do you almost not buy my product because once you know that again you can improve your messaging and increase your conversion rates um, you know another question is what other products have you already bought you know because if you know where your buyers are there may be well they can figure out a way to target them right okay tip number 36 and now we've we've come to the uh, the customer value section right so you know how to get traffic you know how to convert that traffic and now it all comes down to and now you want to increase the value of each customer um, one way to do that is by adding a tripwire product actually this is also a way to create more customers maybe this one should be part of conversion it doesn't matter a tripwire product is um, basically a product that you typically offer on the thank you page after they have given you their email address right so they go to your website see there is a freebie give their email address and then on the thank you page you say great your freebie is on its way to your inbox and um, by the way we have this product it's usually $67 it's now only 27 and um, it's cheap right so you will see that a percentage of customers will purchase um, the percentage depends on your quality of leads it can be one percent two percent it can be I think with one of the businesses that we run it's currently like 20 or 25 maybe even higher percent and you will see that lots of um, uh, lots of revenue is actually going to come from that tripwire product on top of that if your pro tripwire product is really good like your customers really gonna learn something really providing value you're really showing them the power of the potential of your methodology or of your system they're actually going to be more likely to buy your premium courses as well right so this way is it's almost like a, a paid a paid indoctrination sequence <laughs> it's not really a sequence but it's it's really um, yeah you educate you give them value but at the same time you also educate them about your premium courses right 
And the idea then is that if they like the Tripwire product and they get results, then they will be more likely to also go for the premium courses. You already have that trust, right? And they have already bought from you. And as you've probably know, like customers, existing customers are like 16 times more likely to buy from you than non-buyers. So this is a really important, um, can work really nicely, right? Tip 37, create create a good product. <laughs> this one is, is logical, right? Um, you know, I, I identify as a marketer. I think marketing is important. But in the end, there's only so much you can do with, with marketing, right? You can multiply zero by 10, but then you're still gonna have zero. I think it's the same here. You can market, you can try to market a really shitty product, but by the end, you know, even with the best marketing in the world, you're still going to have a shitty business. So, um, the better the product, the the more effect that good marketing will have. How do you create a good product? Yeah, well, figure out what your audience wants, create the solution, and then after they bought keep surveying them right and always always improve your product 38 have a nurture sequence um, completion rates of online courses are typical very low I think it's only like 15 or 20 percent um, so yeah 15 to 20 percent of people who buy from you are actually never gonna finish the course um, which is a pity a nurture sequence can help Right, so it's basically after they buy a course, they receive an email from you every day where you give a tip or can you just be a reminder, hey, that you know that in lesson two, you're going to learn this and this and this. Click here to check it out. Um, can be motivational emails. Hey, okay, today's num is day number four. Great job. Um, if you made it to this lesson, you should have learned this and this and this. Uh, in today's lesson, we're going to learn this. Make sure to check it out. Right, so that kind of, again, this is also stuff that you can Google, nurture sequence. A good nurture sequence will lead to um, higher completion rates and high completion rates will lead to more results. And if you have more results, you will have more testimonials, uh, more happy students, and it will be easier to sell those students more products, right? Another thing that you can do, by the way, with this nurture sequence, at the end of the nurture nurture sequence after let's say a month right so whenever they should be done with the course you can say hey great job um, by the way if you want to go for the next course here's the 20% discount code for alumni like you right so you can also use that as a way to upsell existing students number 39 is to have a system to automatically collect testimonials. Um, this could be a section in your course. So at the end of every lesson, you can say, hey, how do you like this lesson? Click here if you want to leave any feedback or leave a testimonial. Um, you just connect it to a Google form. There's also apps for that, like Endorsal. There's other software for that. Add upsells in courses, right? So somebody finishes your course and then... You know, the last module could be like a what's next module. So in that module, you say, okay, great results. We sent you your certificate. You might be wondering what's next. Um, now you've made it all the way to the end of this course. 
Now, really important, don't stop. Because I also have all these these extra courses, all these other courses, right? And then again, you can offer them a special price. Offer them an upsell. Um, 41, order bumps, right? So this is a feature that's already available in, um, well, almost everywhere, like ClickFunnels, Teachable, Kajabi, they're all offering this. An order bump is um, that's typically when people go to the checkout page, right? So there are buy to buy your course. Then on the checkout page, you're saying, Hey, saw that you buy that you want to buy this ebook. You also want to get the audiobook for like an extra ten or twenty dollars, right? Um, and then people just check that box, and the thing gets added to the shopping cart. Um, an order bump is usually a something that goes, you know, well together with the uh, the product that they are originally buying. We recently created uh, an expansion pack, right? So this is for a language course. Okay, you're getting, you're learning all these things. But one more practice here, get this expansion pack or add this expansion pack to your cart and get an extra thousand exercises, right? It's a very easy sell. Like we've seen order bumps, order, order bumps rates all the way up to, I think like 40% for the expansion packs. Um, but I think, you know, even if it's 10 or 20%, that's already, that's already pretty good. You can, if you, if you have good order bumps, in my experience, you can add 10 to 20% of revenue in your business. And often not, it's often not that much work to create the order bumps, right? You also want to have upsells, right? So people buy a course. Then as an upseller, you want to offer them the next level. You know, typically you want to offer them the next step. It can also be a bundle, right? Okay, you're now getting this course. What about buying my what about buying buying my entire bundle for for double the price, right? Or double the price of the um, original course. And then yeah, if you have a twenty percent upsell rate, you make a lot more money in your business, right? And then you can also add downsells, right? So maybe somebody doesn't go for the upsell, right? So the buy level one, the upsellers offer them a bundle where they're getting level one, two, and three. And people might say, no, too expensive. And as a downsell, you can say, hey, what about just just getting level two extra at a discounted price? Um, you can also offer a payment plan it's also kind of a downsell, right? It's not something that you want to do straight away. Uh, it's something you can always follow up over email, right? So they bought your course and over email you can follow up. Say, hey, by the way, you know that we also have this bundle um, and we, we have a payment plan for it. So click here to check it out, right? You want to do monthly email promotions and this is step number 44. Um, some people do it bi-weekly. Um, and, you know, there's always a reason to come up with a good promotion. There is spring promotion, summer promotion, fall promotion, Independence Day promotion, Thanksgiving promotion, Black Friday promotion, my birthday promotion. Um, you name it. You can come up with an excuse to promote something every single month or, you know, maybe even every single week. Um the more products you have, the more promotions you can do, the more interesting offers you can make, right? So 
one offer could be a bundle offer a bundle promotion then it could be a payment plan promotion then it could be a promotion because it's the start of a new cohort um then there is expansion pack promotion like the more products you have the more interesting combinations you can make the more interesting promotions that you can do okay and tip number 45 is to and this is a, a powerful one is to offer some kind of continuity what do i mean by that if your customer buys a course you know we always say like they join they join you for the product right for you for your product for the system but then eventually you know if you want to learn a new skill you do not really need the information you also need to practice right and you also want to be kept accountable you want to connect to other people in the community other people who are on the same path as you with the same learning goals um, so you can always offer you know think about offering a membership community on top of all the courses that you already have uh, these can also be challenges right if you don't like the idea of running a membership because a membership is well it never stops right once you commit to a membership you basically always have to either maintain that community uh, or create content for that membership otherwise people are going to leave so an alternative could be to run challenges where every single month you run a challenge with a specific outcome benefit of doing it that way is that you can probably sell challenges for much higher than the monthly price for a membership right so they they're profitable and yeah it's also low commitment of course you need to deliver the course but if after that one month you don't want to publish any new content you can you can you can do that whereas in a membership you always need to create new stuff okay so these were 45 tips 45 ways to grow revenue in your course business i have three more from from I have three more for you. Um, these are advanced ways. I would not recommend these to beginners. I just wanted to mention them. So one of them is running ads, right? Paid ads. I think the basics is okay. You have traffic. How do you how do you convert that traffic, right? How do you increase customer value? Those are all the things that we just talked about. Um, but once the systems work, mean that meaning that you have a product market fit right you have a proven concept now you can add petrol to the fire by running ads um, ideally you start with retargeting ads right so you can target people who have already visited your sales page but didn't buy or people who are subscribed to your social media channels but they haven't bought yet you can target those guys with ads running ads is I mean, for some people it's easy. I think for most people it's not. It's a lot of work, especially if you want to do it well. You need to keep tweaking ads, come up with new campaigns. Um, you know, you can learn how to run ads with YouTube tut tutorials, all that stuff. I think if you want it properly, you need to have you either need to have somebody in house who does it for you, or to work with an agency. We work with an agency. Proper conversion tracking. Tip number seventy-eight, because. You can only fix your business if you know where it's broken, right? So the big question always is, 
I'm, I'm giving you all these tips now, right? And you're going to think, you're going to take a look at this list by going to the show notes, by the way. Uh, you click on that link, you see this list, you think, like, okay, where should I be focusing? Where am I leaving money on the table? And I think if your business is not very complex and you have low volume of of, of traffic, um, you probably know where you're leaving money on the table. If you have a big business, like you're doing half a million, a million per year, I think you, you really need to have proper conversion tracking, proper tracking, right? So you want to know how, many, how much traffic am I getting? How many people are giving their email address? What are the conversion rates, the opt-in conversion rates? Um, how well is my email sequence converting? How well are my sales pages converting? What's my customer value? All those things, right? So you can only figure that out if you actually track all those all those metrics, right? So having proper conversion tracking um, is worth it at that stage. You can do this by Google Analytics, by the way. Um, that's all a all a tracking software as well. Tip number forty-eight. This is the last one. Is by offering a high-ticket product, because there's always a small percentage of customers that are willing to pay a premium for a customized solution, right? Um, so with Creator Smart, we do not really have any high ticket product we only yeah we really focus on like the uh the partnerships deals that, that we do but there's always like one two three fans out there who are willing to pay a premium for one-on-one input so high ticket product could be it could be group coaching it can be one-on-one coaching it can also just be a very you know very expensive certification program um, it can be a mastermind right that's what we do also mastermind events it costs a few grand um yeah, I I do not recommend this. I mean, it doesn't work for for all businesses. Like, obviously, like offering coaching, especially one one on one coaching, is not it's not always scalable. Um, so, is it really worth it offering a high ticket product if you're only going to make ten percent extra? I don't know. It's definitely worth considering. All right, who? This was probably the longest solo episode that I've ever done. I hope it was useful. Maybe it was overwhelming. I can't imagine. So, again, if you want the summary, then go to the show notes because you can find a secret link there to a Google Sheet where I have listed out all these 48 tips. You can take your time, go over them, and um, have a look at the checklist. Pick at least one thing that you're going to improve this week. And um, yeah, then hopefully your business is going to grow as a result of listening to this episode. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Ciao. All right. Thanks for listening. And if you know any other YouTube creators... Instagram creators, doesn't matter. As long as they are in education, they teach something in online. And if they have the ambition to create online courses, maybe they already have online courses, then send them to this podcast. Because the more people listen, the more motivated I will be to create interesting content. 
uh, the more power we will have to get influential guests on the show and uh, yeah that's also going to benefit you so let them know send them to the Creative Smarts Podcast thanks <laughs>